It's time for the Mr. Wonderful Show. Here's your host, Mr. Wonderful. Hey, everybody. Welcome in to another episode of the Mr. Wonderful Show. I am your host, Mr. Wonderful. So happy to be back. Happy to be getting into the news and notes of the entertainment world. If my microphone would just stay put, there we go having a little mic issues to start the episode off, but yeah, very excited to be here. Thank you so much. Wherever you are listening, please hit the subscribe button, rate, review the show, share it with your friends. Yeah, that's how this show keeps growing, and a big thank you to everybody that has continued to support the show from the beginning, but to all of our new listeners, hey, welcome in. I want to say thank you as well to everybody that checked out last week's special edition episode, which... We're going to do one for February. Actually, already rewatched that movie because, interestingly enough, uh, it's going to be Black Sheep. That's the one that I'm going to do for the A to Z movie review. The Chris Farley, David Spade follow up to Tommy Boy. But interestingly enough, today, February 2nd, because I am recording this on Groundhog Day. So, first off, happy Groundhog Day. If you didn't know, Puxatani Phil saw his shadow. Six more weeks of winter. So. Sorry if you were hoping for an early spring this year. Phil said, eh-eh, I see my shadow. We gonna get more winter. And depending on where you're listening, you probably have already seen enough of winter. I know in my neck of the woods, I'm good. I'm okay. I'm ready for us to hit that springtime and the summertime and the falltime and be done with winter. So happy Groundhog Day. Uh, Maybe you'll also be watching Groundhog Day at some point today with Bill Murray. I plan on doing that because I actually learned something very interesting over the weekend. Despite being under the impression that my girlfriend has seen Groundhog Day. Because she laughed at the happy... Here's my logic to it. My girlfriend's seen Groundhog Day simply because she laughed at the joke in Happy Death Day. That was like, oh, kind of like that Bill Murray movie, Groundhog Day. She chuckled at that, so I just took it as she's seen it. Plus, she surprisingly has seen some movies that I'm like, oh, you never saw My Cousin Vinny, but you've seen this? Or, oh, you've never seen this, but you've seen this? So I just always assume, but yeah, I found out over the weekend, she has never seen Groundhog Day. So that's going to be a part of my viewing uh, later on this evening for sure, uh, and I'm sure it's probably going to be a part of yours. But I actually have some movies as well that deal with the time loop stuff. Uh, If I have time, I'll run through that a little bit later on. But yeah, a jam-packed show to get to today. A lot of things have been happening. Uh, But yeah, as I was saying, today, February 2nd, marks the anniversary of Black Sheep being released in theaters, which, oh man, when we talk about that in the A to Z Mr. Wonderful movie reviews for February, that's going to be a fun one uh, for sure, where the A to Z concept of the movie reviews is I own well over 200 movies, Blu-ray, DVD, so on, constantly adding to them, constantly bringing in, uh, getting rid of some, but adding more than what I've gotten rid of. So with that big collection of films, thought it would be fun to do a deep dive, revisit on all of them, explain why I have those movies, if they hold up, if I still enjoy them, if it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, at 10, I enjoyed this. Now in my 30s, what the was I thinking? Uh, And Black Sheep, I'm telling you right now, mm, that's going to be a fun one to talk about because I have a lot of thoughts on that movie. But uh, a lot of thoughts to share this week. Again, 
Uh, so much to get into. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre trailer is out. That's going to be hitting Netflix this month. Uh, we'll do a quick combo on that. Hocus Pocus 2 details. The number one song on the Billboard Hot 100 charts. We haven't seen this happen in 29 years. Uh, Jurassic World, Jason Momoa, a lot to get to with him. Wayne's World, uh, James Gunn. And and actually, uh, before we get to James Gunn, I want to start with this. Uh, so before we get into the entertainment news, uh, if you are a pizza lover, I found this story and and just had to share it with you because Domino's has a new promotion but it involves you delivering your own pizza. So Domino's apparently, they're never going to say it, but we know that there's been some issues with trying to hire people into positions. I guess they're struggling to find pizza delivery drivers during the labor shortage. So they've launched a new program where Domino's will give you a $3 tip if you forego delivery and choose the carry out option. The nice little bonus uh, is that if you usually pick up your own pizza, you can still get this. So it's, it doesn't matter. You don't have to be somebody that's been ordering delivery and then now you switch it up. So if you always ordered pickup, you can partake in this as well. It's just a fun little perk Domino's is doing. Uh, and they're just clearly trying to encourage more people to choose carry out over delivery. Now, the promotion has begun. It's going to run from now until May 22nd. Super simple. Place an online carryout order through the website or the app. Claim the $3 tip. Now, the one catch is it does not come off of that order. Instead, they email you a code to use on another carryout order the following week. So you're getting $3 off, but you actually need to carry out twice. Not to mention ordering Domino's twice within a couple of weeks. Now, that's cool. I know some families, boom. Perfect. Done and done. Once a week, pizza week. Hey, in my household, we had the tradition of Chinese food or pizza. Depended on the week. But every weekend, when it was Friday, we either knew it was going to be Chinese food this week. And if it wasn't Chinese food this week, it would be pizza. And then the next week, flip it and reverse it. Whichever one we didn't get this week, we get the next week. And then flip it again for the next week. So one month could be pizza, Chinese, pizza, Chinese. Or Chinese, pizza, Chinese, pizza. So, give or take, you know, depending on how your household is run, how you guys do dinner. But yeah, this is a cool little thing. Uh, and honestly, I would jump on this right now. Like, I would do the Domino's pickup, get the $3 off today, because then you'll get that code and you'll have it in time for the Super Bowl, baby, which is less than two weeks away now. And you know you're going to want some pizza on Super Bowl Sunday, so why not get $3 off your Domino's order? I know last year... I had actually earned up a free pizza in time for the Super Bowl because Domino's also does that where you earn points through ordering your pizza. So like every $10, $10 or something like that is like 10 points, 60 points get you a free. I haven't ordered Domino's in a while, but this is bringing me back into wanting to do that. Uh, but I've just been trying to diet throughout January. It's kind of gone. It started as a dry January and then turned into a semi-dry January, but... Cool little pizza deal. Uh, yeah, so if, if you're thinking about getting pizza for the Super Bowl, maybe get some Domino's this week, order up a pizza, go do the carryout, and then next uh, week and a half when the Super Bowl rolls around and you're watching the Bengals and the Rams compete it out, 
order up some Domino's. Go pick it up. You'll get $3 off your order. So, yeah, just a fun little thing there that came across my desk. And I was like, you know what? Everybody loves pizza. I see the stats on pizza day and stuff like that. It's like 97% of people love pizza. 3% of people don't. So, hey, you like pizza? Go ahead. Come on. Use the promotion. It's Domino's. Do it. The Noid ain't going to stop you. Come on. All right. With that being said, let's get into the reason why I know you're all here, and that is to get into the news and notes of the entertainment world. Uh, And the first thing I actually want to start with is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre trailer, uh, because I personally forgot this movie even existed until this trailer came out. It has gotten no promotion whatsoever from Netflix, which is actually a lot of why I have an issue with Netflix at times because I feel like they don't give a crap. They're going to bombard us. Like, okay, so February 18th is when Texas Chainsaw Massacre comes to Netflix. They're going to bombard us on February 16th, 17th, and the 18th and then not promote this movie. So there's been no promotion leading up to it. I forgot it was even a thing that was existed for this year. But we do now have that first trailer. And I think the first trailer looked kind of cool. Uh, you know, it, it. I'll be honest, when it was announced, I kind of took the, oh, we're doing this again, where we're excluding all the sequels, we're doing the Halloween gimmick, bringing back people, character, well, characters, uh, because everybody that was pretty much involved in the original has passed away at this point. But bringing back characters, Survivor from the first one, taking that Jamie Lee Curtis Halloween approach. Uh, I know I've seen people compare it with the Scream re- reboot. I almost called it a reboot. Oof, ooh, excuse me, sorry. With the new Scream movie as well, because uh, this film, not calling itself Texas Chainsaw Massacre, number whatever it is in the franchise, but just going with the original title the same way Scream did. But I will say, Scream did it in a way that was actually poking fun at this right here. Things like Texas Chainsaw, things like Halloween. Uh, And that's not really much of a spoiler. That's what I mean when Scream had their finger on the pulse of what was happening and and where horror films and the franchises are. That was part of the, we know what's happening, we have our finger on the pulse type thing. But new Texas Chainsaw Massacre trailers here. And yeah, that got me pretty interested in it. I'm not going to lie. Because uh, again, at first I was like, oh, we're just doing, you know, I've seen this. It's Halloween H2O. It's Halloween 2018. It's Halloween Kills. Great. Wonderful. Leatherface. Moving on. But yeah, no, the new trailer looks pretty fun. It looks like it's going to be bloody as F. That sequence, that sequence alone on the bus that they show you in the trailer with the, oh, make one move, bro, and you'll be canceled. And Leatherface is just like, okay, rev, rev. Like, that scene alone is where I was like, the rest of this movie's probably going to suck, and this is probably going to be the best thing, but you know what? You got me on board. I'm in. Let's do it. So, yeah, the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre trailer and movie. Uh, Trailer's out. Movie hits Netflix February 18th. Uh, Something else that's going to be out later this year that I have known about and I have been excited about, Hocus Pocus 2. We found out that it will premiere on Disney Plus this fall. They finished filming. It's in post-production now, so 
Uh, the film will be coming to Disney Plus in time for Halloween 2022, uh, which, yeah, baby, let's go. Let's do it. Um, I, I introduced the girlfriend to Hocus Pocus this past year. She adored it when I told her they were filming a sequel at the moment. She got even more excited. So, yeah, we'll be watching that. Definitely checking that out. Uh, curious to see what they do, but I guess it was based on a book, so there, I guess there is like a series of this, so no matter how the original might have ended, in case you haven't seen a movie from the early 90s, uh, I, I guess there is precedent for there to be a sequel. So, let's go. I'm ready. Here we go, baby. Uh, and sticking with Disney Plus for a second, the film Encanto, which I got to watch on Disney Plus not too long ago. I think I talked about it on this show. Uh, if I didn't, loved the movie. It was really good. But we don't talk about Bruno. No, 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 no. Has been an absolute banger. Chances are, even if you have not seen this movie, similar to that of Frozen, you have definitely heard the song or people referencing the song. Well, for the first time in 29 years, we don't talk about Bruno, has done something that even Let It Go didn't do. Again, it's been 29 years, but we don't talk about Bruno is number one on the Billboard Hot 100 charts. That means Adele. She got two singles out right now. Easy on me. Oh my God. Nah. Bruno went, nah, forget you, Adele. Ed Sheeran. He's got like three songs out right now. Yeah, Bruno, mm-mm, no ginger. No ginger from England. You don't, no, sorry, sorry, Ed. Take a back seat. Doja Cat, take a back seat. Elton John with Doja Cat, take a back seat. The Anxiety, take a back seat. Post Malone, take a back seat. The Weeknd, The Weeknd just dropped Dawn FM. Like three weeks ago, four weeks ago, maybe a month ago now. That's been a little while. But either way, the weekend dropping new music. Take a back seat. So this is the first Disney track to hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100, as I said, in 29 years. Uh, you could probably guess. If it's not Let It Go, I'm sure you probably figured out what the last song to do it was. It was 1993's A Whole New World. Don't you dare close your eyes. Yeah. Aladdin in 1993, the last Disney song to hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100. So, uh, listen, the Bruno, we don't talk about Bruno, was a really good song. There is a TikTok. I actually saw the TikTok video prior to seeing the film where I guess they're two young girls. I don't, they're definitely two girls. I don't know how young they are. Uh, I don't know if they're like children, children or teenagers or young adults or where they are, but they reworded and re-sang the song. So it's them doing the, it was our wedding day, it was our wedding day, Bruno walked in and a mischievous grin. Like, it's just them doing that. So it's just them goofing off with the song. That was my introduction to it. But then when I actually saw the movie, saw its use in the film, it was, oh, it makes perfect sense why this song has actually been bigger than let it go is as big if not bigger than a whole new world but Encanto man if you haven't seen it give it a watch great movie if you haven't heard we don't talk about Bruno 
Go to your Amazon Music. Go to your Spotify if you haven't canceled that yet. Uh, but go there. Uh, give it a check out. It's, it's, it's a really good song. Uh, I know I've been listening to it a lot, so I can be part of the blame for why that song is hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, also, Jurassic World, uh, the Dominion film. Coming out later this year, uh, we now know that Jurassic World Dominion will end the trilogy. Uh, that is according to uh, the producer, uh, Frank Marshall, who has served as producer on all three of the new Jurassic World movies. He was talking uh, about this upcoming film, Dominion, which will be hitting theaters this summer. And he said that, yeah, that's going to do it for this set of characters, meaning Dr. Grant, uh, Sadler, uh, Ian Malcolm, Owen, uh, Claire. This is this is it. This is the conclusion of this set of Jurassic World trilogy, as well as a conclusion of what we've seen from the Jurassic Park films. Now, he was later asked, are we going to see spinoffs? Are we going to see other things? Stuff like that. And while Frank Marshall, the producer, didn't really say yeah, we're going to dive into television stuff or anything for Peacock or anything like that. He did reveal that, yeah, they absolutely have plans post-Dominion to continue doing stuff, but just this set of characters, this set of storytelling is done. And I think that's cool. That's that's fine. I, I think we can get our conclusion with this, but yeah, where the last film, Fallen Kingdom, left us, and where Dominion is going, like, listen, I haven't seen Dominion, so I don't know how Dominion ends. But the idea that you have dinosaurs in the real world now, there are plenty of spinoffs and offshoots and things like that. You know, that one-off that they filmed, The Battle at Big Rock, that little short film, that was what I wanted more of in the last movie. And what has me hoping we get more of in Dominion but that possibility right there, like, that's the thing. Even if the minion somehow is like, and the dinosaurs are extinct again. Ha ha ha. We did it. We won. Humans win. You could still always circle back and go and be like, well, what the hell was happening like in Kansas at this point in time? Or what was happening in the other side of the world in England? You know, did, did dinosaurs get over there? Did somehow life uh, find a way to cross continents again? Like they did when they were roaming the earth. Maybe that's where Dominion takes us. Maybe Dominion actually ends with uh, <laughs> the continents crashing into each other again and creating one big giant landmass so the dinosaurs are now all over the place. You know, I, I don't effing know. I didn't work on Dominion. But I do like the fact that they just decided they're not going to rest their laurels on the idea of we need the legacy and that this sixth film in the Jurassic Park, Jurassic World franchise, third in Jurassic World franchise, gets so confusing sometimes. Uh, but that this film upcoming, that's it. No more Chris Pratt, no more Sam Neill, no more Laura Dern, no more Jeff Goldblum, no more um, uh, forgetting Ron Howard's <laughs> daughter's name right now, which is uh, Bryce Dallas. There we go. I'm ashamed of myself for forgetting that because I have a huge crush on Bryce Dallas Howard and Jessica Chastain. Uh, got, uh, it's something about them redheads, man, to quote Matthew McConaughey from Dazed and Confused. I like them redheads. Uh, so, yeah, I've I had huge crushes on them growing up, so I don't know why I forgot 
Bryce Dallas Howard's name there for a second. But uh, yeah, I, I like though that they're not resting on that. They're not going to lean back into the, oh, we need a legacy character. We need this and that. Like we know, like, listen, it's dinosaurs, man. Just dinosaurs run amok. They eat people. I did a whole episode last week on Jurassic Park and how the dinosaurs are the ultimate like bad guy. They're villains. They're, they become heroes over the years. Uh, like the way that every slasher movie eventually leans into, well, Michael Myers and well, Jason Voorhees and well, Freddy Krueger. Yep. The dinosaur movie eventually was like, and the T-Rex and the Raptors. We humanized the raptors in Jurassic World, folks. We made Blue into a character. They were nothing more than just the monsters there to cause chaos and eat and kill people. Now Blue is a literal character. That's fine. That happens. That's how films evolve and how they move forward and what eventually happens. You know, we all were like, we love the dinosaurs. And they were like, we do too. So they're not going to be monsters anymore. But that first film, they're monsters. And even the second film, they're still pretty monsterish. It's by the third film when, you know, Dr. Grant starts having nightmares about a raptor calling out his name. Alan. That's when it gets pretty campy. Uh, but yeah, Jurassic World Dominion will be the end of that trilogy, uh, which takes us into the next bit of news. Very interesting bit of news. Uh, I have two different Jason Momoa stories here. We'll start with the first one. Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet, they have announced that they have split. They've been together for years. Uh, it was a, a Hollywood romance that was one of those like, oh man, what a story. The younger man, the older woman, absolutely adores this girl. Just a perfect couple, perfect marriage, raise kids together. It's just a wonderful thing. Now they've split. Shocking news. Nobody ever really thought that was going to happen. But I think what's even more shocking is since that split was announced, we have now learned that Jason Momoa has been living in a camper van in a friend's yard. So, yes, he's not down by the river, but he's living in a camper in a friend's yard. Granted, the reports say it's a $750,000 luxury van, but still, a source said that Jason stays in quite often. He's opted to sleep in that van instead of getting a hotel or getting something else near the set where he's filming right now. He prefers to be near the beach. It's not really a private jet luxury resort kind of guy. So that is why he has decided to live in a van in a friend's yard. And then the other Jason Momoa news is that he is in talks to join the cast of Fast and the Furious 10 the working title as of now, as one of the villains. And the keyword there to me was one of the villains because as we've seen over the last few films, uh, yeah, Charlize Theron is there. She's a main villain. But we've been introducing multiple villains in each film. So uh, Jason Momoa appears to be heading to the Fast and the Furious franchise, going to play a villain, which just means that in Fast and the Furious 11, he will be a part of the family. He'll be enjoying Coronas at Vin Diesel's place. Uh, he'll end up being like the godfather of Vin Diesel's kid or something like that. You know, this film's all about family and turning the villains into 
heroes. It's it's why it's why um you know Shaw is sitting there drinking a Corona even after killing one of their friends or not killing one of their friends. It's getting confusing. Just make the cars fly through the air. That's all that we're asking for. That's all we want, really. Uh, another bit of news that I saw. I actually mentioned this on Haunter's podcast, the show I do with my buddy Zach Hilton. But I uh, wanted to talk a little more about it. The Wayne's World Mirthmobile. You know it. That AMC Pacer with the flames on the side. The little blue car that they drove around in where they did, I'm just a little silhouette of a man. And they sang Bohemian Rhapsody. Made it a thing. Also, Mike Myers could just appear in the Bohemian Rhapsody documentary or documentary biopic and make a comment as the producer that says nobody's going to be driving around banging their heads and rocking out to Bohemian Rhapsody. No kids will be doing that. Oh, cool. A joke to one of your movies that has nothing to do with Queen in the 70s. Got it. Thanks. Moving on. But yeah, the Mirthmobile uh, just sold at auction. It was up on the block. And uh, this year, 2022, actually marks the 30th anniversary of the movie, which crazy to think because I actually do have memories of seeing that movie in theaters as well as the sequel. Yeah, got to see both of them in theaters. Uh, But yeah, the Mirthmobile, to mark the 30th anniversary of the film, went up on the block and sold at auction for $71,000. Five hundred dollars, which is a record price for an AMC Pacer. Yeah, not only that, uh, I, 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 it really got me thinking. Like, what piece of memorabilia from a film, a car, anything like that, even even just a cane? Uh, you know, to quote the Simpsons joke, the cane from Citizen Kane. There was no cane in Citizen Kane. For uh, like a piece of memorabilia from one of my favorite movies, how much would you be willing to spend on it? Because I think $71,500 on an AMC Pacer is just, like, again, it's a record price for an AMC Pacer. I don't think, even with the flames on it, even knowing that that's the car where they filmed Bohemian Rhapsody and made it a thing and brought Queen back onto the Billboard Hot 100 charts. Yeah, I don't think it's worth it. But somebody did. Somebody now owns the Murph Mobile for $71,500. Listen, as long as it's, you know what, I guess maybe it would be worth it as long as it has the licorice dispenser still in it. Then we're all good, right? Right. Uh, And finally, the last thing I wanted to talk about Uh, James Gunn has revealed that the upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 will be the last time we see this team of Guardians get together. I know for a while he has been um, teasing a big death in the movie. My money is actually on uh, Rocket Rocket, uh, being the one that gets it in this film because, I mean, Bradley Cooper really, even though it's a voice actor gig, really don't need this. So... And plus, I feel like that would be the, I hate to say, that would be the easier one to get rid of, but uh, it kind of would be the easier one to get rid of at the end of the day. Uh, But yeah, it's, it appears that this is it. Uh, And it's kind of on brand for the way that the Marvel films have worked uh, with the giving 
certain characters, certain stories, uh, trilogy arc. So, yeah, uh, James Gunn revealing that. But also I saw James Gunn uh, went after some people on Twitter. Not like going after people, but people were more going after the Zack Schneider universe of DC uh, and taking aim at Peacemaker in the process of this to where James Gunn, uh, while people were pointing out that DC is just run amok, it's a mess, it makes no sense, get rid of Schneider's thing, get rid of this thing over here with Peacemaker, it's all dumb. James Gunn came out and pointed out a great thing, that DC doesn't need to live in whatever world you want it to live in. These characters, these stories can live in whatever different world they want to live in, which is what we're getting with the Batman coming up. We're getting a standalone Batman movie with Robert Pattinson that has nothing to do with what Zack Schneider did with Batman. That has nothing to do with what's going on with the Flash movie. That has nothing to do with... It's living in its own little pocket, its own little universe, its own little thing. We're not going to see Christian Bale come back and do something as the Dark Knight because that trilogy lives in its own world. It does its own thing. It does its own DC thing. Christopher Reeve's Superman lives in its own world. But we're getting more Superman stuff down the road and they're not going to be associated with the Schneider stuff. So I I, I just wanted to, I, I really guess I wanted to bring it up because I think that's a great point and is something that we seem to be missing a lot of in the world today is this idea of understanding of, yeah, I don't like this, it doesn't mean we have to end that or cancel that or dump it or get rid of that. All it means is you don't have to watch it. And you can watch the version of this stuff in a different aspect, in a different world, in a different environment. Like, cool, you don't like Ben Affleck as Batman? Well, you could still go watch Michael Keaton or Val Kilmer or George Clooney if you actually prefer that one. Go, you know, go for it. Or Christian Bale. You don't need to kill something or end something because you just didn't like this director's one take. It's It happened with Star Wars, and I'll admit I got caught up in that with the whole, my childhood has ruined The Last Jedi, blah, 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 blah. And I got caught up with that in a minute. I was a little pissy for a moment, and then I started to take a step back. And I started to realize that at the end of the day, if I wanted to, I could just go watch the original three films. I don't need episode one, two, and three. I could just watch four, five, and six. I don't need seven, eight, and nine. I could just watch four, five, and six. I don't need to, you know, like, you don't need to lose your mind over something you don't like. And I feel like that's all society has really become today, which is, if I don't like it, nobody else is allowed to like it. If I say it's bad, then it's bad. And there's no way around it. And we've been seeing that with a lot of different things. A lot of different things. Not just Star Wars or comic book stuff and fandoms. It's 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 everywhere. It's in every aspect of society. And that's just not how I work anymore. When I was in my 20s, yeah, maybe. When I was young and angry and was like, yeah, it, it's all got to be the way I say until I realize that's not how the world works. And that's not how it should be. And if you don't like it, just shut the F up about it and just move on in life about it. 
sure, there are times where you need to speak up and actually like bring about change, but bringing about change because you think Peacemaker is too crappy, that's not, no. And honestly, Peacemaker is the number one streaming show out there right now. That's uh, that's a fact. And uh, yeah, that means it's better than the Book of Boba Fett. And there's only one of those two shows that I have consistently kept up with each week. And the other one where I keep going, oh yeah, I got to watch that one. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll get to that one. Oh yeah, I'll get to that one. All right, I'll, I'll avoid listening to this show because they're talking about spoilers of this. And guess what? You could probably figure it out. I already said it. It's Book of Boba Fett. I haven't been keeping up on that. Sorry. But I have been keeping up on Peacemaker. And I love Peacemaker. And I think the last episode of Peacemaker was flipping awesome. So, there you go. That'll do it. I'll end on that little rant. Thank you all so much for uh, giving the episode a listen. Uh, We will be back next week. More to get into, of course, in the Hollywood world. Uh, And, uh, hopefully, uh, I will have reviews for you with uh, Pam and Tommy. That show is out on Hulu. The first three episodes are out, and I've heard that they are quite, uh, quite interesting. So, yeah, that limited series is out. The Pam and Tommy story on Hulu. Definitely going to be checking that out with, uh, with my man Seth Rogen. Yeah. All right. Have a great one, everybody. Peace and love.